You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. This is the Finnish Football Show. I'm Mark Wiltshire, back again with probably a shorter little catch-up episode, uh, looking at the recent Veikaus Liga results since the last episode, and also looking at the Swarman Cup final. The men's final was on Saturday, the women's final was on Sunday, and I've been joined today once again, returning friend of the show, Jamie, the Ilves fan. Hi, Jamie. Moika. Moi. Yeah, thanks for joining us today. You were at the Swarman Cup final on Saturday and I'm hoping you've still got some things you remembered from the game after celebrating a nice 2-1 win for Ilves. I'm still feeling a, a little bit jaded from the weekend and initially, Mark, you said, uh, could we speak on Sunday or Monday? And I opted for Monday just for that very reason, actually. I, I had to travel back from Helsinki yesterday morning, so there was a travelling aspect, but... I knew I might be a little bit jaded from the weekend, so I've had an extra day to recover. It was a wise move, yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's let's start with looking at the the Vakehouse League. Just go through the recent results, and we'll start with the Mesterusaria. And in the last episode, we talked about there being uh, a couple of games last Wednesday because of the cup final. But let's look at the last three sets of results. So it was Hoyiko three, Honka nil. VPS Vaza one, FC Inter one, and then Coops one, Asiko Senioki one. And they were played sort of from last Wednesday and across the across the weekend. And it leaves the Mestre Saria and therefore the overall championship pretty much in Hoyuko Helsinki's hands. They're six points clear now with two games to go. Coops are in second. So so Hoyiko are top with 53 points. Coops are second with 47 points. And the goal difference, I think they're, they're eight better for Hoyiko as well. So Coops have got to hope that... They, and the Coops and Hoyiko play each other in the final game of the season. So if Hoyiko get beaten in the next game, it throws everything open to the, the final game of the season, but it also needs the goals to swing wildly in Coop's favour as well. Um, then in third place at the moment, 43 points is Verpes Vaza. Uh, after we had Villa on in the last episode, uh, they then stopped winning and got a draw, as we said, against Inter last Friday. So if we jinxed them, I'm sorry to Villa. I'm not sorry to the Ashikor fans because, you know, it keeps that slightly open. Asikora currently fourth. Final game of the season will be against Verpias. So, you know, there's four points difference, 39 points for Asikor, 43 for Vaza. So it's it's quite tight. And depending on the next round of games, could come down to that last game of the season. Who comes third and gets that bronze medal? Fifth is Honka on 38 points. So they're still possible to catch. Asikor, and then Inter are sixth with 35 points. 
And then in the Hasti Asaria, the bottom half of the table, so last Wednesday, Ilves 2, Mariham 1, uh, Oulu 2, Kotepe 0, and Haka 2, Lati 0. In the... Well, Jamie, before we look at the table, just just tell a little bit about what's been going on for Ilves lately, because it's been a it's been a tough season for you. But but since this since the table split, things have changed. Well, quite a bit. Yeah, had a um, a a three two loss against Lati earlier on in in um, in September, which I I didn't see actually, but there was a couple of goals there, and goals have always been hard to come by. So even though that's a defeat, it was kind of promising in one respect. Um, there was a 2-2 draw against Hucker, which I actually went to. I went to Hucker away and uh, it was a, it, it was a really lucky draw. But actually, I think that's where the momentum really swung. We were 2-0 down and really not playing that well um, with about five, six minutes to go. We got a penalty on that 85th minute. Uh, it was down on the other end of the ground. So I didn't really see what the penalty was for and whether it was justified or not. But we scored it. And then in the 93rd minute, got an equaliser and um, equalising, uh, getting that 2-2 that result against the local rivalries. It's it's really shifted the momentum um, quite, quite a bit, actually. And then um, went on to a 3-0 three, three win over Cortipe um, last week-ish, or maybe week before last. And then uh, followed up, as you mentioned, with that 2-1 win against Murrayham. Results there against the two bottom sides. So I wasn't really going into the Swimming Cup final that optimistic based on the fact that we've been playing the bottom sides. But but wins and goals have been really hard to come by. And if I do my maths correctly, that's, um, well, two league wins and nine goals over the last four games So yeah. um, in the league. So, uh, yeah, it's um, come at the right time. It, but it's been a terrible season, really, up until up until now. It's been, been, been quite 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 dull at times as well so um but uh, we know how to to pull it out when it really matters same yeah, from well, relegation now i think yeah i think i think that's that's right and uh, a couple of a couple of wins in the space of a few days that sort of put a real <laughs> how to say polish a turd it seems a bit harsh when you've just won the Solman cup no final, it's, but... it's well it's a good it's a good um uh, analogy for this season, to be honest, it's been it's been it's been pretty dire stuff, but it's ended up pretty well, and in Europe as well. Let's just look at the um, at the Hastia Saria where it currently stands. So again, all teams played twenty five games. Oulu are, are sixth with thirty seven points, then Haka with twenty eight. So there's a, a clear gap there. Oulu are in those uh, those playoffs for the uh, for the final European place. We won't get bogged down in that now because I think Rich is the only one that really understands it. So we we'll wait till he's back on the pod and maybe nearer the end of the season when we know how that's all gonna gonna play out. But then it's Hucker on twenty eight points, Lati on twenty eight points, and Ilves on twenty seven points. So it's all quite tight there. Potentially the results continue the way they've been for Ilves, and you could be finishing sort of seventh or second in the Hastia Saria and winners of the Swarman Cup. Yeah, it would be nice to finish above Hucker in um in the league of course, but actually um that's me done me done now. We're safe, we're mathematically safe. Um nice to finish above Hucker, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll take where we're at at the moment. Yeah, so I, I, really, it... I really thought we were going down for or had a chance of going down but for some time like a, a month ago from now I would have been 
pretty pessimistic. So I'm happy with that that tenth place or fourth uh, in the the mini league. Yeah, it looked it looked like you're in danger. That's that's for sure. Um, and we talked about how in the last episode we talked about Cordepe's season and how they just they started quite brightly and they just sort of slowly drifted down. And Ilves are a, a fourth or or tenth in the overall table with 27 points, and then below them. In the currently in the relegation playoff places, Cortepe with 20 points and bottom Mariaham with 18 points. But you know, Mariaham will be thinking one win. I, I don't I, I don't have the the rest of the fixtures in front of me, but one win they could overtake Cordepe, send them down automatically, and Mariaham have the the playoff place against one of the uh one of the Ukkanen teams. So it's it's open at the bottom, it's open towards the top as well there's still plenty to play for with two games to go which is you know the point of this split in the table so it keeps things nice and interesting 21st of october sorry mark is yeah. uh, at home to mary hunt so it could be one to to look out for right is, is that the final game of the season as well so final game yeah yeah it, it, there's there's these sort of mini finals all over the all over the table as well with coops and hoyiko at the top playing each other so um I'm not sure which one I'd choose to watch, but there's a lot riding on both of those potentially. Mm. Looking at the uh, the top scorers, then um, we got uh, Radulovic from Hoyikor there with 17 goals, and then Peter Michael from Verpeas on 13, Ashley Coffey uh, from Olu on 12, Jaime Moreno from Asikor on 11, uh, Juan Lescano from Haka on 9, Darren Smith from Inter on 8, and Tuomas Olila. Uh, from Hoyiko on seven. And I think it, it's interesting because uh, there's a few players that have put themselves into the into the top, towards the top of the goal scoring chart in the last couple of games because it was much more, um, I don't know, uh, bunched up beforehand. And now that now it's sort of sp- spreading out a little bit. But Thomas Olilo at Hoyiko is ostensibly a defender or at least a, a wing back. And he he got a couple of goals against uh, Asikor a week or so ago, and could have had a couple more in the same game. If it ended up with four, you know, I'd have been furious. But you can't really complain about it. Um, so I don't know quite how he, or maybe it's dangerous against us because two of his seven goals came against us in one game. But he it was notable uh, for for him to be in quite so many goal scoring positions. Right, that's your Bakehouse Liga update. Let's move on to the meat of the of the podcast, which is Sulman Cup finals. And we we previewed the fact that there were two games over the weekend. The men's final on Saturday was Honka against Ilves, and then the women's final on Sunday was Coops against Hoyiko. And the men's final finished with Honka one, Ilves two. Um, Jamie, over to you. Tell us about your uh, tell us about your day out. You um you travelled down from Tampere to Helsinki to the Olympia Stadium for the final. Yes. What, what uh, were you What were you feeling beforehand? I wasn't very confident, and I think that was reflected in the odds with the bookies as well. Honka were were um were clear favourites um, and I wasn't very confident despite the recent upturn in form, mainly because that upturn in form, as, as I mentioned earlier, come from the bottom 
two teams and, and against the the better teams this season we've just been 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 really really poor just a lack of goals I think we've held our own on many occasions against the bigger teams in terms of possession and we've very rarely got hammered but this has been a real lack of penetration we just can't can't see where the goals are coming from so I wasn't that confident to be honest um I was expecting a honker win but 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 hopeful of um of course um it was um, but exciting to go to the Swim Cup final. I actually went to a Swim Cup final 19 years ago. I just checked the date earlier. It was Mupar against SC Hamelina in the old Finnair Stadium. And uh, I think there's about a thousand people there. So it's um, it was nice to go to the Olympus Stadion, the, 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 the national team stadium. And there was a slightly bigger crowd than my previous experience. So, um, so you said uh, it was yeah. 18, 18 years ago? 2004. Uh, okay. Mupar beat FC Hamelina. Uh, two one, I think, and they're not two teams that that travel the Swoman Cup much anymore. So, no, that's true. Yeah, um, I was here on a on, in Finland on a work trip, and uh, my my colleague at the time sorted us uh, tickets in what was a VIP box, but it there wasn't much VIP about it. It was just a a, a room with uh, some cans <laughs> of beer on a table. But uh, where but, where yeah, is the Finnair Stadium? It's now the Bolt Stadium. The whole year. oh right, okay, okay. It, it was sponsored by Finnair at the time. Right, okay. Um, so yeah, my second swimming cup uh, experience, but this one was 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 pretty different. It had the air of a cup final. I've been to, to to some extent. I've been to a few FA Cup finals in England, and obviously this was smaller, but it did have that air of a, a big occasion. It felt special, whereas the previous one I went to didn't so much. So it felt special. It felt uh, good to be in the Olympia Olympia Stadion. It's the first time I've uh, uh, been there to see a, a club match, at least been mm. to a couple of Finland games, but a very different experience. The, that the, the stands behind the goals were closed, and it was just the two the two sides with the Orgas on one side and and Honker uh, facing us. But um, from what I could see it, from the TV, though, the fans seemed quite spread out. It looked relatively full, although I wonder if there was the top tier was empty, so it was sort of filled for the cameras quite nicely. No, the, but but both both t- actually on the side, it's only or there's a very small tier at the bottom but then right, okay. but, but it's actually really just one tier along the oh, side. okay okay um and and it was all open and and perhaps in terms of making it a better um spectacle for the um for television maybe you could crowd the people together the fans a little bit together down at the bottom or in the camera view because it, it was a bit spread out i was looking um across to the um honker fans and there was a section um, where um, the, the main people making the noise were all huddled together, and other than that, it was all really, really spread out with quite right, a lot okay, of space. Okay. But, but and, and I think from looking, you can't get the same view for the Illness fans. But I think it was pretty similar. There was one group of people making the noise, and the rest of people just were just spread out a little bit. But but the noise but, um, sounded quite good on the on when when I watched the highlights. So did it feel sort of quite loud while you were there? Yeah, it did. I was impressed with the atmosphere. Um, Honka fans made a, a bit of a noise. I was very impressed with um, with them. And as usual, the Ilvers boys are keeping it going during the um, the ninety minutes as well. So it it was good. It was a good atmosphere. I think it, despite the fact that I said it was nice to go to the Olympia Stadium. I think, bearing in mind it's always going to be a fairly low attendance. I think it might have been better if it was in the Bolts Arena, maybe, um, or a smaller stadium like SG4 Stadium, for example. Uh, but it was good. It was it was it was a it was a good experience. Tell us tell us about the the action. Um, 
the, all, all three goals came in the first half an hour. So I'm hoping you've got some fairly clear memories of that, if not the later in the game and later in the evening. Um, but there were there were a lot of chances in the oh the, all three goals came in the first half. So clearly there were that's where the the goal scoring action happened. But there were lots of other chances for both sides during that first half. Yeah, it was a really really open game, especially in the um, the, the first half. It was really end to end. In the second half, it, it got a little bit broken up, and I think towards the, the very end, the others were 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 time wasting it a bit and making sure that the game was broken up. But but yeah, um, Honka scored after seven minutes, and I really thought well, my negativity really kicked in, and I really thought this is going to be a long old a long old day. And um, it was a, a a great goal uh, to to start off the seven minutes. And um, yeah, he always replied within, I think, five minutes. I think we um, got a, um, a corner on 12, 13 minutes. Um, great corner in from uh, Jorginho, which is great to see because it's been a couple of, uh, one of the issues um, we've had this year is kind of poor or ineffective set pieces. So great corner right into the middle of the box and uh, the big captain tattoo headed it in. So great equaliser. And then um, the, um, the, the, the goal to put us ahead, I think, came about 10 minutes after that. So we were 2-1 up. By half an hour, and that was a that was a great a great finish. A nice nice teamwork. We would direct through the middle, a couple of one twos. Great assist by Santuri Harala, who's been by some distance the best player this year. So even though he didn't go on the score sheet, nice to, to see he got an assist and and uh, yeah, really well finished from Parfit Williams uh, to go two one up. And um, it, it was, and and also he he kind of the ball came to him in the box and he just sort of dropped his shoulder and shimmied around the defender and and stroked it home it was it was uh they were all nice goals yeah and and uh as we spoke at the top of the show really uh kind of reflects the recent running good form and the fact that we've been uh, more um more prolific recently and completely at odds to the rest of the season where like just it's been been really Really uninspiring in terms of getting into the box, taking shots, being passing it around, losing possession, making mistakes, losing a goal. Like we were really direct and and fast, and um, yeah, it was really, really, really great to see. We didn't quite shut up shop after that. There was chances both sides, um, but uh, the the second half was a little bit slower. There was some long shots. I think both both teams both teams had, um, but um, there wasn't any clear cut. Chances, uh, chances. Um, with our keeper had a great game, had a couple, a couple of long shots quite well. But um, yeah, it was not comfortable. It's never comfortable if you're one goal up in a in a cup final. It's always nervy, and there was a couple of goal or penalty uh, box scrambles. But despite that, we never really felt under a huge amount of pressure. It was hard to see. Honkers scoring from their chances, whilst they were they had a little bit more of the ball and they were always a threat. There was um, other than yeah, a couple of little scares. It was it seems it it's it, I felt pretty comfortable actually towards the end. I think we we should just go back and and describe the Honker goal because that, like you say, probably kickstarted everything, and it was a a strike from just inside the Ilves box from Line and. And he sort of controlled the ball, and just as it just as it bounced up, he he, well, he smashed it home really, and the mm. ball was still rising as it hit the hit the roof of the net, and it was it was quite emphatic strike, and I guess for those watching live, <laughs> half the stadium was was um, 
was excited about what was to come and like you said your side was uh was dreading it um yeah it was it was a, a great finish i haven't actually watched it back i haven't watched the highlights actually so i've got a, a my, my main thought at the time whilst really uh kind of saying this, holding hands up is a great finish was just it came from a real defensive mix-up, which has been a bit of a story of the season. From what I remember, I haven't seen it bad, but I think we were kind of passing the ball around a little bit at the back and got up to the centre circle or something and just a, a wayward pass or something or other went wrong. And, and then there was a quick break and that amazing finish from, from Linus. So I need to watch it back. But uh, yeah, I did think like, here we go again. Like, it's the story of our, our season. Well, I found the highlights on YouTube and I put a link in the blog post. So that's a good good point to mention that. Um, but searching for Sawman Cup 2023 will bring you the highlights of both the men's and the women's final. We'll come on to the women's game very briefly in a moment, but when the game finished, how did you celebrate the win? Well, it's, it's re relief uh, more than anything, because it means it's all of the, um, the games have been to uh, this season, all of the, the, the poor results it actually now means it's it's all irrelevant. We've had an absolutely cracking season. Won, a, won the Cup and we're in in, in Europe. And um, it's it's a real positive um, uh, place to be in now, especially with the new stadium coming coming next year. It's amazing how quick things change. A month ago, I was kind of thinking there's a chance of relegation and watching the games, at, still watching the games at Ratana. Now that Ratana doesn't really matter. We've, we've got the new stadium coming. We've got at least one game in Europe coming and um, we've got a lot a lot of positivity to, to take forward. So it was a relief and kind of, I guess, uh, just a feeling that uh, we can put all of the, the, the dull football and defeats behind us and, and move forward. Um, but yeah, very quickly afterwards, I, had a, I saw the, the, the trophy lifted and uh, when it went out to celebrate, my um, I had to keep the celebrations a bit uh, under wraps for the evening in Helsinki, however, because I was hanging around with a few Honka fans. One of my close <laughs> friends is a Honka fan, and uh, uh, for the first few beers, I was kind of rubbing it in and talking about football. But he was very good at um, at uh, eventually telling me to to be quiet and and I stopped talking about football so much. So, um, but I I saw some um, some uh, great pictures on Instagram from um, from from various Ilves fans and and Neon Poyet's. Uh, Instagram about the after party, which was held in the Bolt Arena, I think, and uh, late into the evening, a lot of fans hanging around and, and having their chance to, to lift the cup as well. So I wasn't with those. I was somewhere in uh, in, in Helsinki in a bar with two Honka fans who were doing their very best not to to talk about football. Fancy celebrating a win in the Sawman Cup with two miserable Honka fans <laughs> yeah. after after you've just beaten them. Um, we'll have to. I think you might have mentioned this to me before, but we might have to um, get your Honka friend on here. Maybe next season. We've 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 had a complaint that we don't cover Honka enough. So um, maybe today wasn't the wasn't the best time to to bring them on. But maybe we yeah. can um, we can get him on the show talking about Honka in the future. I think it's quite nice hearing from, from fans of different clubs. We had Villa from Bepsu last week. We've got you this week. So having having people to come in and talk about their team from time to time is, uh, is good. Um, Sounds good. Right. The, I guess the other, the other final was the women's final on Sunday. Um, I have to confess, I didn't, I didn't get to watch this game. And I'm guessing that you didn't watch it while you were travelling back from uh, from Helsinki, Jamie. So we'll just just go through the score. 
which was Cups 5, Hoyikor 0. I think that's quite something in its in itself because they're two two of the top teams there in the in the Kanselin Liga, the, the women's sort of top division in, in Finland. Um it the goals seem to come pretty much throughout the whole whole game. And and what's notable there is that uh Kups Roshi from Kups scored four of the five goals. So that's a hell of a cup final memory. And uh, that will send Kups through to some level of European football for next year. Um, so that'll be the men's and the women's team getting some European action from from Kups. And again, the um the the highlights of the uh, of the game are in the blog post for anyone that wants to wants to have a look. The, I have to say the the Vekas Liga and the Palolito does does a really good job of getting highlights together. And you know, a day or two after the game, there's normally sort of 10, 12 minutes of of highlights. And the uh, the Honka Ilves ones are definitely worth watching. Um if you've if you've got a spare 12 minutes to do so. Um I think that's pretty much it, Jamie. Do you have anything else to add from your experiences over the weekend? Um, no, I think that's everything. Still, um, uh, yeah, I'm still still buzzing. Great to be able to talk about it. And um, hopefully I can come back uh, next year to uh, talk about our European adventures. That sounds That sounds like a plan, especially if you get the opportunity to travel. But in any way... Yes, definitely. Come on, come on next year, and let's uh, let's keep the Ilves chat going, yep. and uh, reach out to your friend, ask him if he'll come on, and uh, maybe give it give us his details, and we'll we'll get him on next season, maybe ahead of the Bakehouse League starting. Yeah, he listens sometimes, Yoni. If you're listening, get involved. Good stuff. Yeah, we'll have you. We'll have you on, Yoni. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Jamie. Thanks for joining us today, and Thank listener, listener. Thanks for listening or watching. And until the next episode of the Finnish Football Show, thanks a lot. Goodbye. You've been listening to the Finnish Football Show. You can find us online at finnishfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. You can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and also on Instagram. See the links in the episode description. You can also connect with the five hosts on Twitter, at Explore Finland, at FC Sorby, at Escape to Sorby, at Kekimulari and at Mano99. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description.